This is Together 24-7, episode 144. Hi, everyone. This is Barry Cohen, one half of the Together 24-7 podcast. You've gotten to know us from listening to our show, but did you know that we've been in business together since 2003 and separately since 1997? We've taken our experience and knowledge from multiple successful businesses and transformed them into one company, Business Solutions for Growth. And now you can work with us directly. In just 30 days, we'll work with you to create a strategic plan with focus, clarity, and vision. We zone in on your talents, experience, desires, and skills to create the right business strategy for you so you can hit the ground running with a plan of action to take your business to the next level. For more information, go to businesssolutionsforgrowth.com or call us at 602-399-7430. That's businesssolutionsforgrowth.com or call us at 602-399-7430. Welcome to Together 24-7, the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives, their personal lives, and how to balance both without driving each other crazy. Here's your hosts, Barry and Catherine Cohen, showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996, in business together since 2003, and have survived to talk about it. Welcome to another episode of Together 24-7. I'm Barry Cohen, your co-host. I'm Catherine Cohen, your other co-host. I'm so happy you are, because I couldn't do this by myself. There's a lot you can't do by yourself. Dress myself, feed myself. No, I could feed myself. You could, yeah, you could feed a, a massive army. I could dress so. myself, but I would embarrass myself at the same time. That's true. Okay. Anyway, why are we here, Cat? We're here like we're always here. We want to interview couples who are in love and in business together. Idiots. All of us. All Idiots. of us. <laughs> There's a special brand of crazy. And that's all of and us. And that's all of us. So today we have uh, Sharon and Jim Giroto. Um, Sharon and Jim hail from Queen Creek, Arizona. Yay, that's where our vet hails mm-hmm. from, too. Free plug for Queen Creek Veterinary Services. Eric, better buy you a beer tonight or something. Um, anyway, so uh, so Sharon and Jim have been married for 24 years. They've also been in business together for 24 years. Um, that's kind of nuts. That's close to us. It's close to us, right. Um, <laughs> so they have five children. 24, 22, 20, 18, and 15. They're just waiting for that 15-year-old to get the hell out of the house. And potentially the 18-year-old, too. But apparently you guys are replacing your children with dogs as, as they go along. Is that what that's what's going on? That's what the kids think. <laughs> let them think that. Let them, let them think yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel bad. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, they've de- been disappearing one at a time to college. And, uh, you know, as the, as they disappear, we seem to... Bring on another dog. I don't know. There's actually a story behind those dogs. I'll tell you real quick. We have two sisters. They're uh, golden doodles, and they're like, uh, what are they, 11? 11 now? 11. And uh, uh, last year, Sharon showed me the picture of a little puppy, and I, isn't it cute? I said, yeah, that's a cute puppy. Um, And then uh, uh, two years, wow. And then uh, she... uh, uh, a couple of weeks later, she said, well, I gave in and uh, I'm, I'm here where that puppy is. I'm like, what puppy? And she said, the one I showed you. And I said, well, you know that puppy? I thought it was a Pinterest puppy or something, you know. And no, so she went to get it. And, uh, of course, that puppy is no longer there. And uh, uh, she had three of our kids with her. And, gee, lo and behold, they had three puppies left. So <laughs> we got them all. 
and uh, they're all boys, they're all brothers, and uh, they're a bunch, I will tell you that. And, I, I would uh, have some fun with this. What I would do is create a fake will and leave everything <laughs> to the dogs and accidentally leave it lying around the house somewhere. Let the kids read it. <laughs> That's a great idea, Barry. I love that. <laughs> so anyway, so we've got dogs, you know, but uh, it's been crazy. And they're loud, but... yeah. It's been yeah. nuts. They can't be loud. They, they, they're, they're, so much, they're so much better than your children, though. Anyway, um, okay, so <laughs> companies, you, I, I, I'm guessing over the, over the course of 24 years, you've had a number of different companies uh, together. Right now, you have uh, Market Reach Mobile Media, C-Gems Jewelry. So Market Reach Mobile Media is an advertising billboard truck. C-Gems right. Jewelry is an online jewelry store. And I want to talk a little bit more about Our Stories, which is a radio show that you can find on starworldwidenetworks.com. And Our Stories is your radio show. It's your newest baby. So after 24 years of you know being together and being in business together, what made you guys decide to create yet another business together? And what made you think like maybe it's not too much? Well, you know, it's a new year. <laughs> Every year we seem to pick up something, right, Jim? Yeah. <laughs> um, I had been doing a, sh a radio show for oh, several years, about six years probably, called Mom Time TV. Uh, it was initially a television show uh, that Jim and I put together. It was kind of the first big thing, would you say? I would I say mean, so, yeah. We'd, we'd done other things, but... This was this was a little out of the box for us, but being a mom and being a former uh, person who worked in television, uh, you know, I started to put a few things together. Uh, I, I thought about my friends and how talking to them about kids was um, helping me be a better mom, being able to cope better. And I thought, well, why couldn't we use that avenue of television to reach people and to help other moms feel not so alone out there in the world, you know, raising their kids? And so we put together this show. We did it on uh, on television, on AZTV, for six months. It was a Monday through Friday daily half-hour show. And um, we... It was a, you know, just a conversational show. We brought in six moms. You know, we talk about a particular subject every day. And we have, what do you, what do you think, honey, about 124 shows? Yeah, I, I have to back up just a little bit. Sharon pitched this show to me for how many years, Sharon? Two or three years? <laughs> At least, and, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, right, 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 right. And finally, I said, you know what? Okay, I'll set up a camera in our living room, invite five or six of your friends, we'll roll the camera, and let's just see how interesting this actually is. So we did that. She invited these women over, and they sat down. We mic'd them all, had a microphone and all that, everything. We started to roll, and it was amazing. I could not believe how instantly these women forgot the camera was there, didn't care the camera was there, and these are people that we knew, and they're talking about stuff I didn't want to hear or know. Uh, but <laughs> I, you, you know, I mean, seriously. And, and I'm like, you know, I know their husbands. <laughs> you know, I don't want to. Uh. So, I mean, literally two hours later, I finally said, you know what? Okay, we got to stop because it's over, you know. 
And I'm like, okay, Sharon, this is a really a good show. It really is a good show. And so uh, from that point, we started, you know, uh, moving forward with it. And uh, Sharon, actually, uh, you want to talk about going to New York and pitching this show to uh, syndicators and networks and stuff? And what, what did they say to you, Sharon? Yeah, you know, we did. We actually, a couple of us went to New York and uh, we talked to, I don't know, three, four, maybe probably four different companies about the show and uh, everybody really loved the idea Um, but you know just like in any kind of creative situation everybody has a different uh, view of what it should look like and how it should be done and um, I I don't know we just we had a tremendous response but we didn't really want to give up the rights to the show which maybe we should have, but um, but we <laughs> we kept it up. We did also go to CBS in LA. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And pitch the show to them, and they loved the idea. But what they really wanted to do was build a studio like Oprah has and bring on celebrities to talk about their kids, and that wasn't the point of the show. <laughs> so um, so we left, and they uh, they did the show. <laughs> so they Basically. did the show. They kind of took over. Now, this is not your uh, your first jump into television. A little bit about your background. Sharon, you're, you hail from Wisconsin. Jim, you hail from Colorado. And the, we were talking a little bit off, uh, off air, the specific mm-hmm. city, the um, sex change capital of the world. That's a whole other show. I wonder show. if it still is. Well, you know, I, I, I don't know. That doctor has since passed on. I know he passed along his surgical skills to other doctors that are in Trinidad, but, uh, you know, it doesn't seem to be in. But this was back in the uh, early, mid-70s that he was doing this. And, way, uh, way back it, when. With, he was uh, a pioneer. He was a pioneer. So, But, Jim, <laughs> yep. you are uh, an Emmy Award-winning director, producer, creative. Uh, you've been in the television industry um, mm-hmm. you've worked with, uh, let's see, you've worked with and for Wendy Williams, judge Alex, you discovered Jordan Sparks because you created Arizona idol. Um, mm-hmm. you've worked with the Budweiser Clydesdales, uh, mm-hmm. worked with Oprah Winfrey. So wife and her friends, Clydesdales, Oprah, <laughs> Wendy Williams, <laughs> judge Alex or Jordan Sparks. What was the most challenging uh, uh, person or group that you've worked with? Oh, boy. I would have to say... Do not um, say the wife. Do not say the wife. No, 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 not that. <laughs> no, uh, we like each I, other. <laughs> I would say Richard Simmons. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, wow. Okay. Yeah, I he, can see that. What about Howard Cosell? That's a good or Howard, oh, Howard Cosell. Cosell or even Billy Joel to a certain extent, you know. <gasps> You've but, broken my heart. I am such a Billy I Joel fan. I know, I know, I know I'll stories. Try, I'll I actually, tell you a story. See, this is why we have the show called Our Stories because I have yeah. nothing but stories. You have you nothing know? But, but stories. But, 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 but uh, Richard Simmons, a real quick story on that. I had just gotten out of the production side of television and into the promotion marketing side. And so I, I really didn't do nothing about follow up and all of this. So a salesperson set up this, this meet and greet for, with Richard Simmons at a new mall 
and uh, he was going to be there, and he was going to lead uh, a thousand women into uh, some sort of exercise. He was opening his new stores around the country, his Richard Simmons Studios, and uh, so anyway, uh, okay. So I had the I had the uh, uh, mall in Denver all squared away. We have a thousand screaming women waiting for Richard, and I'm on stage warming him up, and I get called saying, you know, Richard wants to talk to you in the limo. So I go out to the limo. And he's like, what the is going on? And I'm like, hello? He says, well, I hear there's a thousand women in there. And nobody told me that. And they just told me this was some sort of interview at my store. And what are you? And I'm like, he says, I'm not going in there. <laughs> like, Richard, yeah. What, what? What? I mean, this guy that, you know, all of a sudden it was like he was his head spun all the way around. He was spewing stuff. And I'm like. You have to go in there. He goes, no, I'm not going in there. No, nobody told me this. And, blah, 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 blah. and so anyway, I I, I said, look, Richard, uh, please, I, I will be fired if you don't go in. Those women are going to kill me. I'll be fired. Uh, truly, you got to just go in and say hello. You don't have to lead them in anything. Just say hello and, and we'll be done. All right, fine. So he comes in. I introduce him. He gets up on stage. We're playing his music, and he warms up. And an hour later, I finally had to say, it's time to go. And so he led him in the whole thing. But I'm telling you, I was never so scared in my life uh, that something wasn't going to happen the way it's supposed to happen. So stories like that, you know. Um, But but Sharon and I, when we met, we actually met at a Paramount studio party, and we snuck away and had a beer at the Cheers Bar, the real, the Cheers in, in Bar. Boston. In Boston. <laughs> well, I know, but not that one. The one in... Uh, Where in, they shot the show. Oh, yeah. so the <laughs> Cheers the Bar set. So the Cheers Bar set. Now, these are all, you know, these are some really wonderful stories. Hence the title of your radio show, Our Stories, and um, and we're going to have, because uh, they, they are very fun stories, we're going to have a link to that on the show notes page, but let me ask you guys, you're working together, you've had various businesses over the last 24 years, you've just created Our Stories, it's your radio show, it's an online radio show. Guys, what is the division of labor in this particular project? Who does what as far as the show goes, as far as this business goes, and how did you decide on that? Are you you waiting for me to answer this? (laughs) You go. Um, Well, you know, we were talking about Mom Time TV, and we really kind of transitioned from that show into our stories. Um, It it was something I had Jim with me on the Mom Time TV show for the radio show for a while. And, uh, you know, he would tell a lot of stories. We would tell stories, and we'd just talk about different subjects. And so we decided why don't we create a radio show called Our Stories and bring people in to share their stories? Every year, at the end of the year, we bring our whole family into the studio and we do a show with all seven of us. And we talk about things that were important to us uh, throughout the year, things that we accomplished, things that we did, things that we want to do the following year, where we are. And it's kind of fun. We've done it uh, four years now, I think. And Mm -hmm. What's really fun about it is that you can hear the kids' voices changing. You can hear what they're excited about and the tones of their voice. And so in creating our stories, 
we wanted to open it up to other families who might want to do the same thing and have that kind of audio portrait of their family. Um, and then also to small businesses who want to a way to expose what it is they're doing, um, share it with others and take it and uh, be able to use it with their social media and that type of thing. So together we kind of created that idea and we do a lot of things together. You know, we, we discuss things and then one of us will run with it. I've been pretty much um, running with this show in terms of booking it and uh, that type of thing, because it's something that I've been doing. Um, I have some contacts um, with some people who'd been on the show before. Um, and Jim's been working on some of the other businesses a little bit more, but when we both come on the show, we're both equally involved, you know, <laughs> does that make sense? Absolutely. It's and what about the minutia? What about the minutia? Who handles? And when I say minutia, you know, some people get excited. Like, uh, you know, if you say accounting, my father-in-law gets excited. But who handles? We fall that? asleep. We fall asleep. So, you know, account. Yeah, you, neither you one of us like that either. Um, I tend to do the minutia um, because I'm more of a putzer person. <laughs> I do a little okay. bit here and a little bit there and all of that. Jim is like the kind of. Um, sweep the garage out and everything's gone and it's clean and it takes 20 minutes, you know, <laughs> me, I would take three years to do it. So he, he does the heavy labor and I do the little putsy things. So that's, you know, for our listeners, I, I kind of want to point this out, guys, you know, you, everybody has their own personality. So when you're in business with your spouse, significant other, uh, spousal equivalent, whatever it is, Figure out who really does what. And you can tell a lot by what you do around the house. As Sharon just told us, it would take her 10 years to clean out the garage because she'd probably... Well, I said three, actually. Oh, three. Okay, close <laughs> enough. To, three, you know, 10, what's three, the difference? Three, 10, what's the difference? Yeah, so, right. you know, looking at things and, and ordering them. And, and Jim is the big picture guy. He is the one who sounds like the more creative, big picture, sweep out the whole garage, let's start again, let's just get rid of the junk and get it out of our lives. So when you're creating your business or taking the next step in your business, think about who does what in your day-to-day -day stuff, and that can lead you, I believe, into how you do things in your business. And, yeah, I want to... I think that's a good point. That's I think that's true, don't you, Jim? Yeah, I really do, because there are things in our other businesses that Sharon doesn't I like to get involved with or want to get involved with that I tend to take the lead in that uh, with the mobile billboard company for example I I worked with it a lot over the years um, using it as an advertising tool so I believe in it that's why we own that business because I know I can sell that and so you know I get involved a little bit more on on the uh, minutia aspect of that business a little bit more. Sharon still handles the books and takes care of all of those kind of details that I'm just not very good at. I, I'm just not, and uh, you know, um, but I but I doesn't mean I don't like to work or or I won't get my hands dirty and get involved with it. It's just, and you, you, it is a very good point that you find you figure out what you're really good at and what you're what your spouse is good at and and you kind of meld those two things together and off you go. Uh, I, I will tell you with our stories, the nugget of that, of that show's beginning actually began with a show, uh, one of the mom time TV shows where Sharon brought mothers uh, to the show who had lost a child. And, um, 
you know, I, I mean, bawling all the way through that show. I'm watching that show, and there was a mother there who lost her son, 21 or 22-year-old son, and she picks up this phone, and he was killed in an accident, or, and she picks up the phone and says, this is my son's phone, uh, and he died three years ago. And he, um, I have his phone because I call it every day so I can listen to his greeting his message his voice it's the only place she could hear his voice yeah. the only the only right. place where his voice was recorded yeah that and is... so immediately i took the phone and and got the voice off of there so she had it in a different format and didn't have to do that but but it just it, it, to me it was like oh my gosh how many people are there like that where they i mean my parents they're they, they're they're dead and i don't we didn't really shoot a lot of video back in the day. No. I don't. I don't know what their voice sounds like. That's gone. You know. That's right. And so, and so that was somewhat of the genesis of, hey, you know what? Let's give people an opportunity to document uh, a little bit of their family life and create a, a vault for that, where they can yeah. go back to, and uh, and listen to that and and figure it out. So. Um, yeah, because we have all these pictures of our kids and even videos, but you don't hear them talk so much. You know, it's something that they're doing, whether it's jumping on the trampoline or swimming in the pool or, you know, playing their sport or whatever. But you don't you don't often hear them talk. And when you do, it's like uh, Merry Christmas or, you know, something very short and very small. And having this opportunity to spend more time kind of having a conversation with your mm -hmm. family. How often do you have a recording of that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Who has that? Now mm -hmm. I want to, I want to ask you guys some, uh, another question about working together, living together. You've been, you've been in various businesses for 24 years together. Uh, can you tell our listeners since you've been doing it for so long, what are some of the joys that you experience being together 24 seven? Well, we always have something to talk about. <laughs> uh, we're interested in so many of the same things. Um, and I think it's really helped us grow together instead of the possibility of growing apart, having two different directions we're going in. You know, we, th I, I, we started out with an advantage that um, not only did we love each other, but we had a lot of the same abilities and same interests. And I think that's just helped us keep those going in the same direction. For example, in the TV business, Sharon worked with Lee Greenwood and Roberta Flack in launching a station that she was uh, uh, responsible for in, in Raleigh, WRAL. I thought that was really, really cool. And and uh, I've had had the opportunity to work with other stars as well. Uh, in fact, one of them I was recording in New York. Um, with uh, this guy that had done a Budweiser commercial. I loved his voice. We brought him in. Uh, turns out that guy was Michael Bolton. And uh, while we were recording Michael for my TV station, the lights in the other studio came on at 2 or 2 through 3 o'clock in the morning. And uh, Billy Joel 
was in the studio recording Christy Lee that night. And so I got to sit in on that and kind of understand. So we've had these experiences that we kind of have had over the years, but we're creating new experiences. I mean, I cannot wait for tomorrow's show that we're going to be doing on our stories that Sharon um, got this guy named Mike uh, Mark Taylor, who, uh, Sharon, I'll let you explain, but I mean, this, <laughs> we're, we're excited about this. So we're creating new memories, new uh, new stories. Yeah, tomorrow's show, uh, you know, it's obviously in January, but um, you can go back when you hear this show and listen to it um, at uh, starworldwidenetworks.com and go to our stories and look for Mark Taylor. Um, he, he is just a remarkable um, person that Somehow, you know, you run into things um, in strange circumstances sometimes. And uh, I, I saw this, uh, somebody who never posts on Facebook posted this. If you have the eyes to see and the ears to hear, and I clicked on it, and it was a interview, radio interview with Mark Taylor. He's a retired firefighter, and uh, he received a prophecy from God in 2011 that Donald Trump would be the next president. Well, that's what he thought it would be the next president. But um, when that didn't happen, he kind of filed it away and thought, hmm, I wonder if I missed that. Anyway, it's a very interesting story because, you know, obviously comes back around and uh, God spoke to him that it wasn't the time. He didn't have uh, the uh, people on earth ready to, to hear the cry. And anyway, it's a very fascinating story. I've heard him talk on several different radio stations or radio um, internet uh, shows. He's um, very, um, what's the word? Um, Humble? Yeah, I can't, I can't think of the right word, but he's very, um, he totally uh, believes in what he's heard. Uh, he's very uh, firm in, in what he believes and what he's heard and what he's saying. And uh, I just can't wait to talk to him tomorrow because I, I just have a lot of questions for him, you know. And I think the point is to to people who work together, do things together, um, you're going to have good days and bad days. You're going to have victories and defeats. And I think it's great that your partner in life is also your partner in business and and you can share those victories and uh, and throw some wine back after the defeats uh, <laughs> and and just uh, and say, you know what? okay, well, here's what we learned from this. Um, you know we we've been involved with mu multiple multi-level businesses. I just think of we have a sign on our back saying <laughs> we'll we'll listen, you know and uh, but we've been involved I think but we do. I, but, but, you know, uh, one of the businesses where I thought I learned absolutely the most about myself and about our opportunities as a husband and wife to do things was Amway. How long were we involved with Amway, Sharon? Was that like 10, 10 years or well, whatever? I don't, I, was, I don't know. It I mean, wasn't that long, probably more like five Felt like 10. Felt like but. 10 years. There there you have it. There you have it. Now, guys, what are one or two things that you do to separate your family time from your business time? Because you guys have a lot of businesses. Our stories 
uh, being the newest of them, Amway being something that you did. You've done a lot. How do you separate that? I, I don't know that you do. Um, I, I mean, we can definitely go and do things and not feel like we're doing business, um, but yet it's always part of the conversation. It's always part of what we're thinking about, what's next, you know, what we're dreaming about, um, you know, what we're trying to create or uh, come up with a new idea uh, and where to place it and that type of thing. I, so I don't know if you really can separate it that much. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't um, I don't feel a need to do that. Uh, there are times our kids will let us know like, oh, geez, you know, can we talk about something else? And so then we do. We switch it and we'll we'll talk about you know, whatever we got going on. But uh, we take a lot of vacations together uh, while our kids were young. Um, we drove a lot. And everywhere. I, <laughs> everywhere. We drove and we loved it. Uh, we drove, drive to Wisconsin, to Colorado. We, you know, we just do a lot of different things. And I think as a result of that, um, our kids know us pretty well. They really kind of know um what we think, what we believe in, or what our core values are, uh, we share that with them. And and as a result, there aren't many things where I look at my kids and I go, gee, I wish they wouldn't do that, or I wish they wouldn't say that. And I don't want to have control over them uh, in, in that way, but because uh, if they really want to go do it, go do it. You know, it's your life. That's you. You make those choices in life. You know, and there are consequences and there are rewards, um, but they're your choices. You know, and so um, we we just try to instill uh, hope. And um, one of the things I think that we do, we dream build a lot. We 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 talk about things. We we'll we'll go on a quick vacation for two days say to La Jolla where we really can't afford to stay at a place but instead of being there for five days we'll just stay there for two at a really nice place and enjoy it and and kind of share that with our kids that you know if you work hard you can you can do this is the kind of life you can have if you don't want it that's fine but you know and so we just try to instill that into into our children and and a lot of them are entrepreneurs uh, and and have a a bent toward that. I think you know they're really uh, uh, excited to uh, get through college and do the things that they want to do and and uh, have their own businesses. I really think a lot of them will do that. And I think they also understand that they're easily replaced by dogs. Right, we established that in the beginning of the conversation. They can be replaced. They can yes. be replaced they by can dogs. Be replaced That's by right. Dogs. Now, <laughs> along your journey, have there been any particular books that either of you have read that have really made an impact on your entrepreneurial career? <laughs> I know Jim's expecting me to answer this question because well, I read as much as I can. Yeah, I, I, I do apathy. read a lot. Yeah, um, go ahead. Just give but, us one or two that come to mind. <laughs> oh, geez. I, Acres I don't know. of Diamonds. Acres of Diamonds? Well, the Ogmandino books, we liked those books. Mm -hmm. um, anything by Ogmandino, um, were, I thought were terrific uh, business books and life books. 
Well, um, well, yeah, people, a lot of people don't realize that oh, these business books that teach you how to improve your business also and teach you how to teach you how to improve your life as well. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it, 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 there are life lessons in all of those business books. That is true. I know. And sometimes, um, you know, sometimes I get bored by them a little bit because there's not enough um, enough information. Maybe I've read too many. I don't know. You know, Um a lot of them can get redundant, but the good ones, the classics, they, they live forever. So, Which ones do you like? Oh, um, let's see. The Science of Getting Rich is one of my favorites. Uh, Think and Grow Rich. You know, all of the classics. Yes. Right. Yes. Classics. Love that um, book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the expert book that I'm reading right now from Debbie Allen. And, of course, the uh, uh, she's also a local celebrity, Debbie. Pseudo... Uh, Biz, she's a local business celebrity, and um, a highly paid expert is the name of her book, and that's what uh, I'm in the middle of reading now. I'm also re- in the middle of reading uh, Miracles by Joe Vitale. So we're constantly reading as well. I think, uh, I, I think even hearing the same thing over and over again, you get the message in a different way, and it truly permeates your entire being so that you become what you want to become. Yeah. And now I, it, I, I would tend to read a wide range of books. You know, I, I'm really getting into history now and um, and I like fiction, too. So, you know, I've always got my nose in about three different books. How many books did you read last year, Sharon? Well, only 47. I, I post it on Facebook every year. That's how I know. Otherwise, I wouldn't know. But <laughs> but 47. But I got kind of got caught up in the election. So I was reading a lot of other articles, other <laughs> articles and stuff. Yeah, we all did. We all did. And if, yeah. if you guys could give our listeners just one piece of advice, what would it be? Don't be afraid to fail. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> learn how to take a no. A lot of people just do not how to take a no from somebody. And I think that's one of the best things I ever learned uh, while we've been in business is that just because someone doesn't say yes to something you have doesn't devalue it. It just means that's not what they're looking for. I, I equate it to, uh, as someone explained it to me, it's like a waiter or a waitress saying, would you like some ketchup? No. I don't want ketchup. Okay. They don't sulk away and, and tuck themselves uh, into a fetal ball for a week and then before <laughs> they have the courage to come back again. You know, so don't be afraid to fail. Sharon, what do you say? It, it's hard not to take it personally sometimes, you know, because it's your baby, you know, and somebody doesn't want it. So um, to me, I, I, I would say um, be kind, you know, just be kind and, and try and help people with what you're doing. Excellent. I love it. I yeah, love it. Yeah. Especially, uh, um, Jim, I love your analogy when, you know, when you're saying uh, the waiter or waitress comes up, you know, would you like some ketchup? No. Uh, did you save room for dessert? No. Uh, it, you're right. They don't sulk, uh, sulk away and, and neither should we. Um, right. You know. Right. So I, I love that. And speaking of ketchup and dessert, <laughs> let's go right into the food round. Uh, okay. Jim, Sharon. Either or, either what is your favorite meal to cook together, if you guys do cook together, or if you don't, what is your favorite meal at your favorite restaurant? Okay. (laughs) I I think um, our favorite meal to cook together, and it's a whole day of cooking, is Thanksgiving. 
That's nice. Do you and agree, honey? We, we, <laughs> we have we a blast. Make, and, yeah, and, we make a big day out of it. We have relatives come in from all over the place. Uh, we have uh, probably 50 or more people generally. Oh, wow. Um, Jim, as some of them are staying with us. Um, Jim cooks uh, banya calda in the morning, and I pull out all these other things, and um, that's kind of his Italian tradition. And then, uh, you know, then he, he cooks the turkey. Generally, he's cooked it on the grill, but now he's getting such big turkeys that we have to put it in the oven. <laughs> or get a bigger grill. Or get a bigger that's grill. Well, yeah, I guess, you know, I we have, have a big one. <laughs> Obviously big, not big uh, enough. Not well, big enough. How big enough. was our turkey this year, Jim? 39 and a half pounds. Oh, that is a big And turkey. it's only the two of them. <laughs> and it's only, no, it's 50 people. <laughs> it was unbelievable. It I mean, was. I, and I'm like, I don't, we don't have a pan that big. <laughs> freshly, it was fresh. It was, you know, the day before Thanksgiving and, uh, uh, you, uh, this is the second year that we have uh, got a fresh turkey like that from someone in our neighborhood. Their their parents raise turkeys a little bit, and then they they uh, prepare them two or three days before Thanksgiving. And so I did it last year, and we had a 32-pound turkey. And this year she said, well, they're not going to be as big. And I said, well, okay, well, uh, just give me the biggest turkey that you've got then. I'll take that. Well, it turns out 39 pounds. And I'm like, well, you said it wasn't as big. <laughs> well, you said you wanted the biggest. I'm like, well, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, whew, you know, a lot of a tent and tuck of uh, Reynolds wrap. That's what oh, I have I'm, to do. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure you do. And so, Jim, it sounds like you do that traditional Italian thing where half your uh, half your um, uh, Thanksgiving dinner is, in fact, uh, the the lasagna. Italian, yeah, lasagna. Uh, you know, how do you, <laughs> no, banya calda. Banya. No, no, no. Because I banya calda. Yeah, right. Is banya is is bath or bathe, and caldo is is hot. So, hot. what do you put in your banya caldo? You know, uh, it's all it's all vegetables. Okay. Um, it's a vegetable dish uh, with. Uh, you start out with the olive oil and butter and uh but secret the secret ingredient in there uh, are anchovies uh you put uh, i put like five or six cans of anchovies in there and they dissolve they break it up it's like it's the uh, salt if you will of the dish and Absolutely. so you don't even yeah it just dissolves up and becomes part of the juice and then i you know i put potatoes and carrots and cabbage and uh, celery. celery yeah just but a lot Really, really good stuff. Then people oh. eat uh, cauliflower, um, and then I'm people sure, yeah. eat it while it's hot, and they drink wine, and they drink mimosas. A lot of fresh bread. You got to have the fresh bread. That's right. That. What else do you sop it up with? What people don't realize, they think that our our secret ingredient, our being Italian, is garlic. It's anchovies. <laughs> well, that too. Anchovies <laughs> is the secret ingredient, right, Jim? It really is. I, I mean, people have no idea that it's in there, and then when I tell them, they're like, "No," I'm like. No, really, it is. But yeah, you're right. Garlic. I start out by frying the garlic, and then uh, once that's fried up, and then I put the anchovies in get with butter and dissolve all of that. Yep. And then throw the veggies in afterwards. So you, uh, you'll have to come over for Banya Calda next year. Absolutely. And last question before our commercial break, guys: red, white, or beer? What's your favorite to drink? I'll go for white. You're a white wine Beer. drinker. And Jim? Beer. Beer. All right. 
Well, let's take a quick commercial break. And when we get back, uh, I want to hear their pet peeve. I have some thoughts on it. I'm sure you do. I'm sure I do. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. We know you love audio. Why else would you be listening to this podcast? Through audible.com, together 24-7 listeners can get a free audio book. That's a free audio book and a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash together. Again, the website is www.audibletrial.com slash together. Listeners, you have a business. You need a website. There are a million choices out there. So where do you turn? Well, HostGator.com has one-click WordPress installs, or you can use their drag-and-drop website builder. They also have service and support available around the clock every day of the year, so you know you're in good hands. They already have low prices, and now HostGator.com has taken it a step further for our listeners. Use promo code TOGETHER247 to get 25% off their hosting services. Don't wait. Hit pause now and sign up at HostGator.com. Unless you're driving, then wait till you get where you're going. Remember, use promo code TOGETHER247 to get an additional 25% off at HostGator.com. And we're back. Catherine, who's pet peeving today? Uh, Sharon is pet peeving. Um, we talked about this earlier, and, and, and then we got into the conversation of their replacing children with dogs. So, Sharon, what is your pet peeve? Well, that was actually Jim's. It, oh, you're right. You're right. Him. It's Jim's pet peeve. <laughs> Jim, what is your pet peeve? Uh, that the dogs bark like crazy when somebody comes to the front door. They, I, I just, I don't know how to stop that. Um, I guess maybe you just stop people from coming to the front door. Maybe that's it. I don't know. But, <laughs> but that's away. my Too many dogs. <laughs> so, you know, but they, everything will be quiet in the house. One ding of the bell and they are up and running to the front door. So. So maybe that's they my think, pet peeve. Maybe they think they're being brought treats. Now, we had a, a, a pet peeve on a prior show about dog hair. And so my question to the couple was, is that the fault of the poor dog that cannot brush itself? Or is that the fault of the dog mommy and daddy? So I pose the question to you. When they bark at the ringing of the bell, is that the fault of the dog or is that the fault of the fur baby's mommy and daddy? Well, we don't bark at the door. <laughs> well, wait a second. This is a double-edged sword here because, first of all, are the, are the dogs the little tiny high-pitched yippy dogs? Or do, or, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, they're so all really, of them. You've got it, all, we've got six of them. Yeah, but it's not really security then. It's not like a German shepherd barking at your door where it's going to keep no. away any burglars. Yeah, These no. are little yippy dogs. Benny Bellows, that, that Benny's scary. They yeah, they don't. They yip. Yeah. The burglars are going to go. <laughs> no, right. no, no. We don't need a security system in this house with all those dogs. No, I, I would be running for, sure. for the hills. <laughs> well, that's why you're not a criminal. That's it. So, so we we don't know if it's really you know mommy and daddy's. It's fault. Jim's fault. Come on, it's, Faye, Jim, it's Jim's fault. It's we know it's Jim's, Jim's fault. fault. It's always Jim's fault. <laughs> it's always the husband's fault. All right. So I, I don't know, but if anybody has any good um, ideas for keeping dogs from barking incessantly, um, I'm all. We'll give you a dog trainer who's local to that. you. 
But we know a dog trainer that's local to you. Actually, actually, and, and but this is more noise. Um, apparently, if you take pennies and put them in a can, so you have like an old can of soda, and you take pennies and you put them in the can, and then every time the dog goes running to the door and barks, you shake the can, and that kind of stops them in their tracks. However, and we tried that. You've tried the can of pennies because I've seen it. I've seen it at a friend's house. And it it's more annoying than the dog barking. So yeah. Yeah. anybody go, out there who's Go to a dog trainer. Anybody out there who's listening, Sharon and Jim need help with their dog and you will find yes. uh, you will find all of their contact information on their show notes page. Sharon Jim, our stories, Sea Gems Jewelry, Market Reach Mobile Media. Uh, we're talking mostly about our stories, and that's their radio show. So check them out on StarWorldWideNetworks.com. We'll have all the information on our show notes page. Thank you so much for being on our show. Oh, it's been great. Thank you for having us. Thank you. And we'll catch everyone next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it. And if you have any suggestions, just email us directly, together at together247.net. Check us out on our website at together247.net slash resources for some great ideas, resources, and offers for your business. And don't forget to click on our sponsors' links as well. Do you own a business with your sweetheart? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at guests at together247.net. And don't forget, we have a new episode every Monday and every Thursday. So go ahead and subscribe and keep on listening.